Happy Valentine's Day and week, D2 sports fans. We're back with the show you all love, another episode of the D2 Nation podcast. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me as always is the great Bethany Bowman. Hey there, Bethany. Hey, thanks for having me back, Wayne. Yeah, I couldn't do this without you. Uh, Bethany, it is a big week for both men's and women's basketball. The first D2 regional rankings are coming out for both sports. Um, so, you know, the regional rankings, especially the first one, they're more or less an appetizer, right? There, there's so much meaningful basketball left to be played with conference tournaments uh, starting next week. So before we jump into our show and tell you who these two very special guests you're looking at are, let's give you a quick explainer on what the regional rankings are and why they are so important. Unlike D1, where there's 64 teams selected for the field there are 64 teams selected in d2 but they are regionalized so there are eight teams from eight regions that make the field our regional rankings come out and there's 10 teams listed in each region but only eight of those teams are going to make the tournament now like i said there's a lot of things that still happen we got conference championships coming up uh, automatic bids coming up and they can throw those regional rankings right on their head but what it does is give you a little bit of uh, an appetizer that's the best way to explain it to see where the tournament may be headed that's yeah. a lot to handle right bethany yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to digest but regional rankings are a good gauge see where the selection committee's heads are at heading into selection sunday on march 6th while there are a ton of question marks out there i think you'll agree with me wayne that there aren't a lot of question marks about which team is sitting atop the d2 men south region rankings joining us today are two of the key players in nova southeastern's 22 and 0 season Nick Smith and Saku Silla. Thank you guys for joining us. Welcome to the nation. Thanks Thank you guys me. for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited you're here. Um, usually we start the show pretty easy. We ease you in so you don't have to ask anything hard. And we like to talk about what brought you each to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, right? I think it's interesting with the both of you because Nick, you were, you were recruited out of high school to come here, whereas Saku, you transferred here. You know, we were talking a little bit about the show. So Nick, Let's start with you first and, and what brought you to Nova Southeastern. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is my fifth year uh, being at Nova, and this is actually Coach Crutch's fifth year being at Nova. So initially, uh, we're both Northern guys. So I was c- kind of verbally committed to West Liberty, um, where Coach coached before. And for a second, I, I wasn't sure. So I, I, took, my, I took my time with it because – Coach Fee called me and, I was, and he was like, hey, we're Nova Southeastern. I've never heard of this school before. And then uh, a couple weeks later, Coach Crutch was announced at Nova and then I came with him. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because we'll talk about it a little later, but uh, David Dennis did as well. And you got yeah. to play with him. You know, you guys so, were... Yeah, so I went on a, a visit to watch Dave play at West Liberty, talk to him, and then next year we're playing at a, a completely different school with him. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and speaking of playing at a, a completely different school, uh, Sekou, why don't you tell us a little bit about your how you got to Nova Southeastern? Um, I got to Nova because when I was in the church portal, I was looking for a school where, that had a great winning culture. And this school has a great history from the years Coach Crush been here. And it's in a great location, South Florida. You can't beat it. Good basketball, good weather. Yeah, the, the the Shark Tank, I believe it's called, right? That's that's quite the uh, quite the arena you get to play in. Like a quick follow up for you: your sophomore season at St. Rose was crazy. You recorded twenty double doubles and averaged twenty one point nine points and eleven point six rebounds. But the team only won six games. Then you transferred to a program fresh off of a trip to the D two Elite Eight, 
you find out the season's canceled. So what was that year like for you? Oh, it was, I don't even know how to put it into words. I was expecting to come play right away. But the year off definitely helped us and helped us get to where we are today. So it definitely did pay off. Yeah. And now you've gone from a six-win team to the last remaining undefeated team in D2. And this hasn't really been a cupcake schedule either. What has that experience been like for you? Oh, it's been great. It's been great. Couldn't do it without these great group of guys and great coaching staff. But it's great. Let's just keep it rolling. Next, same question, but a little different. How does this undefeated team compare to the magical 2019 team that you were a part of? It's a, this team is completely different. Um, we are now, obviously, we have RJ, Sunohara, and, and Sekou Silla. So we, uh, we don't shoot the ball as well as we normally do, but our team's completely different. We, we score so many points in the paint and off, offense rebounds. So um, I like the team we got now over the 2019 team. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's impressive to say, you know, we talk about Dave Dennis a little bit uh, and I, I can tell you right now, I started covering D2 men's basketball uh, in 2015. He's still one of my favorite players. I got to watch. He, he was great. You know, he did everything well. And, and you, you and Eddie got to play a big role in that 2019. You got to play alongside of players like him and Mark Matthews. And you've kind of stepped into that role, Nick, right? You're like this doer of all things. <laughs> You're leading D2 in several categories. So I, I really two questions for you. Um, what was it like getting to watch and play with Dave Dennis, um, you know, who was experienced in Coach Crutchfield's offense, like you mentioned? And, and what did you learn from that run to the Elite Eight that maybe has made this team better, like you said, um, for this year? Yeah, so so with Dave... Um... He, he was just, he was a really good leader um, on the floor, off the floor. And, you know, he kind of showed me uh, the way to do things. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to be one of the best guys, if you're going to be a leader on the team, you, every single day you have to, you know, you have to mentally and physically be there uh, for the guys. So just uh, learning from his leadership and, and obviously Coach Crutchfield, um, he's got a great style of play. It makes it easy for myself. It makes it easy for others. And uh, finding, finding these guys, uh, Sekou down low. Um, I, I saw him uh, my freshman year, uh, just the way he connected with his bigs. That's, uh, that's kind of the things I want to do with my teams now. And, and uh, it's gotten, gotten to be this way. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it, you're a powerhouse, right? And it's remarkable that it's gone from where Nova Southeastern was in just the few years that you've been there and Sekou, obviously you're adding a lot to it in, in your short time there. And, and it's like, you could you could pencil it in that Nova Southeastern is going to be a contender for um, you know for the Elite Eight, and it, it's crazy to watch how quick that turnaround happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, I came into a we were actually like Seku's team. Nova was a six win team before uh, before we got here. So just seeing the evolution of it, uh, being there from day one, it's been it's been good. Yeah. Let's talk about coaches because you guys have some good ones. We've seen Coach Crutchfield's offenses since he was at West Liberty, like you mentioned, and they're fun to watch. This question is for both of you then. What makes him such a special coach? Seku, we'll start with you. Um, I think what makes him a special coach is how he lets us play our game so much. Like, we have a lot of freedom, and I've never played like that. You know, it's usually a lot of X's and O's. Obviously, we have that as well, but his philosophy is you guys make players your own and it, it, it comes more naturally that way rather than every possession calling a play moving like robots he lets us move freely and it it lets things come naturally 
Absolutely. To, to backtrack on what on, on what Seku said, um, you never really play for a guy that, you know, would get mad at you for passing up an open shot, you know? So he, he expects us to, um, to, to make him look good is what he always says. Uh, he gives us a good, a good plan, a good formula, and we just got to go out there and, uh, and execute it. And, and not to sell the rest of the coaching staff short, right? It's not just about Coach Crutchfield. I feel like every year with your assistant coach, Fee, um, he seems to get some sort of award or he gets recognized as this young and up-and-coming assistant coach. So that's got to be huge to have um, him, him around in the program. And, and Nick, start with you. How important is that to have someone like that outside of your head coach that, that gets this recognition and is obviously great at what he does? Yeah, absolutely. And um, Coach Fee played for Coach Crutchfield himself. Uh, so he's a guy who, who knows exactly what coach is thinking. Um, you know, just being mentored by, uh, you know, the most winningest coach in, in college basketball. That's probably given him uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, recognition. And, and Coach Fee deserves it because, I don't know, you could ask Seku too. He's, he's just a great, great coach all around, great guy, and uh, a fun personality to be around. And that's a, that's a good mix. He also supports me very much on Twitter. So I'm a big fan of his uh, for always giving me Twitter love and retweeting some stories whenever he gets the chance. Um, Now, now, Sekou, you mentioned that you do have a lot of freedom, but we got to talk a little bit of X's and O's, right? Because this team is, it's not like reckless abandon. There's obviously a method to the madness out there. And when you look at this team on paper, there doesn't seem to be many weaknesses, right? You have scorers, you have defenders, you have Seku ripping down rebounds. Like, you know, there's nobody that can stick with them. Um, but you, Seku and Nick, you, you see the floor differently from the roles that you're in, right? Um, Nick, let's start with you. As the guy that kind of seems to make this Sharks engine go, how would you describe the style of play? Is it offense first, defense-minded? What makes the Sharks go? Um, the Sharks go because of our defense, I'd say. Um, our defense leads to a ton of offense. So, uh, you know, forcing turnovers is usually causing a wide-open three or uh, easy layup. So I believe that our defense is the main part of uh, the reason and and the, the gold press the whole entire time is it can be it can be exhausting for other teams. So that's that's the goal. Sekou, what about you? I agree with what Nick said. I feel like our defense definitely fuels the offense, not only when we get turnovers and steals, but after a long possession of gold, if they don't score, we come down, they're still tired from playing offense. So now we get an easier look because they're too tired to play defense because of how much we sped them up. So our defense definitely plays a huge role in the, in the looks we get on offense. And, and, you know, it's good to hear that from people within the team because when you look at it on paper, right, Nova Southeastern's one or two in the nation in scoring every year. It, it doesn't necessarily seem how good you guys are on the defensive end. And, and, Nick, for you, when you get one of those steals, you know, and you're off to the races, you can score. You have, you're a, a good scorer, but on this team, you're the fourth leading scorer. So if you get that steal and you're off to the races, do you want to score or do you actually enjoy hooking up one of these big guys and just let them take it home? No, I mean, uh, I'm a six foot guard, so I'm not getting up on the rim or anything. So it's, it's nice to see, uh, I, I like dishing the ball off to these guys and watching them fly through the air. You know, it makes my job easier. Let's talk about what makes division two basketball special. I was also a D2 student athlete. So many things for me made the experience great for you guys. What will you take most about being a D2 student athlete? 
Um, definitely this this season alone would definitely play a big part in how I remember my teacher experience because we're winning. So and it's definitely high level basketball. A lot of people don't get that is very high level basketball. People always talk about D1, but it's just as intense here. So I love it. I mean, I, I'm with Sekou. Uh, it's not it's it's not that big of a difference. I mean, it is obviously a difference, but um, but. In terms of skill level, I think, you know, Division Two is right there with Division One, And um, just years like this year in 2019, uh, we didn't get to see what would happen in 2020. But uh, those those three years of making the NCAA tournament, you know, that's what's great about being a D2 athlete. And, and uh, I'm happy I'm here at Nova. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely getting a chance to compete at the highest level where you are, for sure, both of you. Um, okay, so gentlemen, that was the easy part of the show. Here comes the D2 Nation hot seat. It's going to be match game style. We've done it before, but just a, just a reminder to the, the viewers at home. Um, we know that you both know each other very well on the floor. It's obvious the way you play. We're going to see how well you know each other off the floor. So we're going to ask you a question. You're going to write down your answer, and then we'll see if you t- two can match up by seeing if you know what the other person is thinking. All right. Are we ready? Let's do it. Yep. All right, Bethany, let's get started. Yeah, we'll start easy. Who is your favorite basketball player and team? You guys both write your own answers. Okay. On the piece okay. Of and we'll ask both of you. Yeah. Okay. And while they write, we'll talk about Sekou's stats this season. He's averaging 23 points per game with 9.8 rebounds per game and is in the D2 top 10 with 12 double-doubles on the season. And was just named right before the show – the uh, SSC player of the week for the second week in a row moments before we, we started recording. So congratulations to you on that. Thank All right. You. It looks like, it looks like the pens are down. Nick, who is Sekou's favorite basketball player and team? This is an easy one. His favorite basketball player is LeBron James. We, we, we go back and forth on that. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> and his favorite basketball team is the New York Knicks. Hold up your answer. Is that right, Sekou? It is. I didn't put the team. I only put the player, but he is right. <laughs> All right. And who's Knicks? Knicks' favorite player is TJ McConnell, and his favorite team is also the New York Knicks. Yeah. We have a match. Nice. You would be surprised how hard it is to get matches, so I'm excited that, that we're off on the right foot here. All yeah. right. Ready? What is the best sports movie of all time? Again, both of you write down what you think is the best sports movie of all time, and we'll see if you know what the other thinks. And while they write, how about we look at Nick's stats for this year? Nick scores 11.8 points per game, but he also leaves Division Two in assists and steals and the best assist-to-turnover ratio as well. He's just, uh, like, like I said, he's a doer of all things, and he does them all very well. Appreciate that. Of course. All right. Looks like they're ready. So, um, Seiku, tell us Nick's answer. So, I'm going to go, he got game. (laughs) Happy Happy Gilmore. That's a great one. Nice. That is a sports movie. That's a good one. All right. And, Nick, what's Seiku's answer? Uh, I believe maybe my this is my second favorite movie, but Coach Carter. That's what I'm gonna go. I almost put Coach Carter, but I put he got game. I almost put Coach Carter. <laughs> nice. 
All right, so we're one for two. That's okay. All right, so next question is, what is your headphones, um, what is in your headphones pregame to get you guys pumped up for a game? A little info about these two guys here on the show today. Nick and Saiki were both Bevo Francis Award nominees. They are just a few of the pieces that power the Sharks team. But a second in D2 in scoring and first in scoring margin, assists, steals, and turnover margin. We're looking at a truly dominating season here. Yeah, yeah. And and the pens are down. Let's see if they could dominate the game. Uh, Nick, we'll start with you. What is Seku listening to before the game? Hey, this guy listens to a wide variety of music. It could be anything. Um, let's go with let's go with Rod Wave. Oh, got it. <laughs> we got a match. All right. Seku, what's Nick listening to? Rod Wave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right these guys are good i'm liking it <laughs> all right ready what is your favorite food and you know we'll talk we'll keep talking a little bit while they're writing down their answers the sharks have uh three regular season games left to run the table we mentioned that they're perfect 22 and 0 right now but unfortunately it won't be easy uh, Embry Riddle is, is the final game, and the Eagles have given Nova Southeastern some trouble in the past. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that final game goes. But that's just the tip of the iceberg because then the conference championship and NCA tournament. Um, All right, let's begin. see if they can give each other some trouble here on this question. Nick, what is Seku's answer? I'm actually not sure. I, I would have to guess uh, something like a steak or something, something like that. Steak? Oh, my God. <laughs> We, we hang out with each other too much, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed food is steak also. Yeah, yeah. Very good. These guys are crushing it. This is the best uh, match game we've had it thus is. far. Next one is, what is uh, your favorite binge-worthy television show? And we could go Netflix, too, I guess, because I think that's all kind of yeah. in one nowadays. Right. Bethany, what are you watching right now while they're writing it down? Um, it's on Hulu, but The Man in the Arena, the Tom Brady series. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been watching that. So I got to find a new one because I was watching Book of Boba Fett on Disney Plus, and it's <laughs> over. So now I got to I got to restart. All, All right, right. ready? Nick, we'll start with you. What's Seku watching? You're probably watching it together because it, it, you're probably <laughs> eating steak and watching TV together. <laughs> I, I believe just because it's recent, I think his answer would be Ozark. Oh, my God. Hey, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Koo, what, what's Nick watching? <laughs> Ozark. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> This is great. <laughs> They're not in the same room either, ladies They're and gentlemen. They're not in the same room. This is completely working out perfectly. And this last one's way too easy, so I think they're going to go perfect. I know. Sekuga kind of already said it, so I, I think you're going to – being from the Northeast – I'm from the Northeast as well. I, I grew up in North Jersey, so there are parts – I live in Atlanta now. You know, it's pretty warm. It's it's not living on the beach like you guys, but there's parts that I definitely miss. So do you prefer those Northeast winters, or, or do you like living at the beach now? Which is better? I'm in Kansas and it's 70 tomorrow and then Wednesday it's supposed to snow. So that's lame. So you want to be at the beach? Yeah, definitely. I would totally <laughs> trade places with these guys. <laughs> All right, Nick, where's Seku going to be? He already said it. 
we're at the beach. We're at the yeah. beach. We're, we're both at the beach. You know, I can't go back to this cold weather anymore. I can't do but it. But what happens, what happens after graduation? Do you go back or are you just, is your whole family uh, already aware that they're, they're just going to have to see you on the holidays? Absolutely not. The funny thing is, is both of my parents have now bought places in Florida. They, oh. have, they now are on the transition down with me. So oh, Nice. So are you going to stay in that area? Yeah, I can't I see myself leaving South Florida. You too, Seku? Yeah, I might have to see the family on the holidays. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you guys did great. That was awesome. That was that was definitely the best match game. I think we we went almost perfect. We, we as usual, you were you were hitting more shots than missing. So it was great that that worked out. And we thank you both for joining us. And obviously, we're wishing you good luck and, and watching the, how the regular season turns out. We're not going to jinx anything or ask you for any comments on that, and just see how it all plays out. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. And remember, before we go, D2 Nation, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and just about anywhere else you want to listen. Give us a follow, check us out on Twitter, and we'll see you next week on the D2 Nation. Um.